Hello, everyone, and welcome to the new WNBA podcast, Top of the Key. Um, this is our first episode, our second go at the first episode, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 doing here. So uh, we'll introduce ourselves. Hopefully, it'll go a little bit smoother than we did in the first episode. Um, I'm Grace. I'm joined by Thomas. Um, we're both lifelong Met fans who met writing at Amazing Avenue, Amazing Avenue, and um, turns out we're both big liberty and w fans as well um so we the opportunity came to start a podcast and we jumped at it yep basically can't <laughs> do just wanted to fit some more things into my life but for real it's uh it's something that i think a it's a not a medium a league that isn't talked about enough it, that's changing though which is a nice thing um i feel like this year is the big one i don't know if you would agree but um I feel like this is the year that it really started to change in earnest where people really started to care. Like people slowly started to care a few years ago and it started to get bigger. And honestly, when, when ENSQ got drafted, I was like, Ooh, it's kind of getting a big, it's kind of getting big. Cause she felt like a really big star. And um, yeah. yeah, it's just grown from there. And now the league like blew up <laughs> and here we yeah. are. I, I mean, they had that, um, I forget who it's with, but there's this ad that they show on, they've been showing on TV during the games and they showed it at uh, Barclays during game one of the, the semifinals where it basically was the statistical numbers of how much the league has grown this year. It's really mm-hmm. incredible to see like the percentage of like viewership. And I mean, the, the semifinal game two or game three on, on ESPN had like the highest viewership of any playoff game in 22 years for the league. So it's definitely, there's room for more people talking about the league now, you know, to help with the growth and to, to take part in the growth. Yeah. And, uh, and platforms like this and social media and stuff definitely help. Like it's just an easier way to talk about it. It's a platform. Like these games are on like ESPN now. And I feel like, it was a pain to find. I mean, I felt that way during the regular season that I never knew what channel the Liberty were on. But like that has to get better for regular season viewing. But for the playoffs, they nailed how to present it, and they just had to grow from there. Yeah, I mean, I have I have Hulu Live, so being able to watch the Liberty is a struggle because there's no yes on there. Um, so I'm yes. like very legally streaming every game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, it's definitely. The, the ESPN presentations are great. They have the WNBA countdown and the, the pregame show and the postgame show. And it's, yeah. they're real, they're doing a good job. And I think with the growth that they've seen this year and assuming that rolls into the next year and two years and beyond, I mean, they're, the players are going to opt out of that CBA in 2025. There's a new TV deal that year. I think the, the next TV deal is going to be huge. Yeah. I could see it being huge. And I could see that also helping regulate where to watch these games. Just make it a little easier for fans because yeah. that's a big thing too. Just the ease of watching uh, men's sport. It's it's so easy to go and watch a, a, an NBA team or watch a, watch your baseball team. Well, sometimes it's easy to watch your baseball team. <laughs> uh, that's a different conversation. But And like when they did their league pass, their WNBA league pass, they made it really cheap. It, I don't know how much it is now because I don't, I don't need to buy it because I'm a Liberty fan. I can just and have cable so I can just watch them. <laughs> But it's they made it like extremely inexpensive, and it's just like, hey, watch the league because it's cool and it's worth it. And that was really smart, and they've kind of grown from there. They got really good at what they're doing, marketing wise. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very impressive to see where they are, and um, hopefully, they it keeps going and going and going. Yep.
Uh, so with we're kind of at the perfect spot to have a first episode. Um, the the semifinal series just ended. Um, we have our finals that were essentially the finals that everyone scripted from the second week of February. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it's going to be the aces and the Liberty. Um, just l- let's, let's go into these series a little bit. The, the aces wings and the sun Liberty, um, the aces wings series was a sweep, which I wasn't expecting that I was assuming Dallas could steal a game. They got really close to it. Um, yeah. g- game three, they were really close to stealing that game. Uh, I mean, the aces owned game one. That was like, <laughs> I was I like halfway through. I was like, I can't watch this anymore. It's yeah. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't have to. I, I, I can go do something else now. It's fine. Yeah, and then games two and three, they were they were closer. I mean, game three was intense. That was crazy. Where I'm sitting there, and it's like first quarter. Oh, the wings are keeping it close. This is this is good. And then like second, get to like halftime. Like the wings are really keeping this one close. And then it's like. End of third quarter, I'm like, are they going to win this one? Like, are they actually yeah. going to steal this game right now? And I think the the biggest issue for them that game was Satu Sabali. You know, she's she she's been good. on all season, and then the one game she doesn't have it is the game she needs to have it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's sports. I hate I hate that stuff, <laughs> and it happens. But I mean, sometimes your best player just doesn't have it that night. And what do you if you don't have if you don't have that if you don't have the depth to make up for it, then what are you supposed to do? Like, it's just hard asking someone. It's just hard. Yeah. It was, it was a weird, like watching the aces. That game was really weird. They didn't look like the typical aces. I mean, they only scored what 60 something points. Like that's a low for them. Um, but they just, they, and I mean, it was a combination of like the wings actually trying on defense for like a change. And then also just, they were putting up shots where I was like, oh, it looks, oh, that's not going in, I guess. Oh, oh that looks like, oh, that's not going in, I guess. I, I mean, they, yeah. Asia Wilson was like, really, I want to actually look at the, the box score on that game. That's what I, Asia, that's what how many doing. points did Asia have? Because it, 13. It, I, 13, I was going to say, it was like, we've seen her drop 30 in almost every single game. The top performer in that game was Chelsea Gray with 15 points. That's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, and no, again, the bench didn't barely play. Oh, uh, 27 minutes from the bench total from two people and 20 of them were um, Alicia Clark because of course it's for the wings like Satsu Sabli scored five points and went two for 15 from the floor like just asking them to overcome that is if 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 the aces also had a normal night didn't shoot 40% from the field then like they they probably blow them out of the water because of how how Sobley was, you know. But they it was it was a weird game because <clears throat> the wings needed Sobley to be better, but also they got a gift by the Aces not being by being off that night, and they just couldn't capitalize on it. And that's just that's that they're going to be kicking themselves about that one. Like I don't think they're going to they're going to say, "Oh, we would have came back and reverse swept them and won the series," but. <laughs> Like it, it's you could have stolen this game easily. I it, they didn't score for the last five, like literally four minutes and fifty nine seconds in the the fourth quarter. They did not score. That's crazy. Like just think about that. That's a That's... half, of, and it's so close. And it wasn't like the Aces ran away with it at that point. The Aces kept missing shots. They had every opportunity to stay in it, 
and they just it didn't happen. And Natasha Howard threw the worst three point shot I've ever seen. She threw it up there, and God help her, she wanted it to go down, but that thing was not going anywhere. Yeah, it was just it was it it was one of those games where you kind of the the wings are just not just weren't there. Just it wasn't weren't in a category for the aces. And even a bad Aces game, they were going to save them off and figure out a way. And that's how you know the Aces are good. Like, that's that's like this obviously, like, you know, the Aces are good because they're the number one seed and they <laughs> lost like six games. Like, I think they had, they had the best regular season in the league's history. Like, let's, they're good. But they were able to, like, that's like a got a dog in them performance by the Aces to win that game. Like that's really what it is. Like their dog factor is out of the charts, is, is off the charts, and that's really how. Because the, the 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 first two games they were just like we're better. Like that's just what are you supposed to do about it? Yeah, it's. I think the post mortem on on the series for the Wings is like it sucks that they got swept. I don't think anyone ever saw them beating the Aces. Oh. Um. So like like just the fact that they didn't win a game was like the disappointment. Um. But. It's it's exciting for the Wings. The Wings are a team that have so much potential, and it's genuinely exciting to see where they go. Um, and they're I, young. They, they're young. They, I mean, RK's young. Satu's young. Um, I, I've always really liked Crystal Dangerfield as a player. Would have liked to have seen her get more minutes in that game, but also, you know, it's a size thing at that point because Crystal Dangerfield is so small. Um, it, it's it's so exciting for them, and I think Trammell is like gonna be the perfect person to lead them through this it seems like she she got such great buy-in from that whole team on everything she was trying to do um yeah i i think if they if they work on their defense a little bit more i think that team is going to be scary in the next few years yeah and they're gonna with how much talent in the and the ncaa now they're gonna just be able to add another really talented person basically no matter where they draft that's gonna help that's adding another good player to who will slot in very nicely like i feel like if you're a young kid you're probably gonna that'll be an exciting place to get drafted like obviously you want to be on the aces or the liberty or something but like that's i would love to go there and ball out with what they're doing down there you know what i mean like there's so much you could do and there's so much growth you could have around with everyone else then in a few years it's like hey when everyone's really in their primes and clicking you're like hey let's go like it's go time Yeah, I mean, they also, I'm pretty sure I saw the other day, the Wings have, like, so many draft picks from all the trades they've done over the last few years where they're going to have, yeah. like, two or three first-round picks next year. So if if everyone hits the league that's that's currently a, able to, which I don't think is going to happen, I think at least a few of those big-name players oh, are yeah, going to take should. that fifth year. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Reese does. I wouldn't be surprised if Clark does. I think if the Indiana Fever get the first-round pick, you might see a few more do it than than has have before because, I mean, it's great. Aaliyah Boston's great. That team has some really good talent, but also, like, there's a weird situation brewing in Indiana right now, and I don't know how many people want to be a part of that. Yeah, um, I don't know Aaliyah Boston, Aaliyah Boston unanimous rookie of the year, which is great. Um, but, yeah, it's it's Dallas is going to be fun. Um, I mean, that's really all you can say about a series where the Aces swept is that the last game was fun and the first two were pretty handle handily won. Like Dallas picks, I'm looking at um an NBA draft room mock. Dallas picks fifth and ninth. So Yeah, they'll get they'll get they'll get someone good. That fifth pick, they'll get someone good. 
so then the other series, uh, the one that ended literally yesterday, today's Monday, uh, was the Connecticut Sun versus the New York Liberty. Uh, the Liberty won the series three to one, um, which that was the amount of games I anticipated, but I like the, the start of the series when Connecticut won that first game really well. Like that was a solid win for them. I was there. The, the vibes weren't great. And I who was stressing the rest of the week because I was like, this team is so annoying. Um, And you had the Rebecca Allen revenge game in game one, which, oh my God, every time she jumped up, I was like, please stop, please stop. Yeah, uh, it was, it was such a, I think it was a weird series. I think winning game one, I, losing game one from the Liberty's perspective, I kind of started going one or two ways. I kind of start going like, you're, we're either going to be like, all right, we're, that, that's it. Like, it's go time now. Or, oh, shit, they're for real. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like those are the two ways that could go. And they won three games in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> it, it felt a lot like each, every game after that, someone, multiple players, but at least one player on the Liberty at some point during the game just refused to lose. Like, Game mm-hmm. two, when you had that Stewie block, and it, it, like you felt they were not going to lose that game. They were, re- no matter how close it felt, they were that was not happening. The Liberty were winning that game. Yeah. Um, and then game three was a, um, it wasn't a blowout, but it started a blowout where they broke the record for single quarter points in the, in the playoff game, which was insane. I, I went out to the living room and I looked at my dad and I was like, oh, they're up 21 points. And my dad had just been watching whatever. And he was like, put the game on the TV. So like <laughs> we were, it was, that was crazy. I mean, they didn't even, other than that first quarter, they didn't win another quarter of the game, but they, it didn't even matter. Yeah. It didn't matter. They still won by 11. Um, and you know, no matter what happens, Laney's there, JJ's there, Stewie's there. Who cares? Like, the, literally, how are you? How do you win these games if you're the son and you've now met a determined Liberty team with two, with a with two MVP winners, one of whom is the current MVP, which we'll we'll get into in a little bit. It, it's just they're so they're so crazy. And then yesterday's game that I thought was gonna send me to the hospital. <laughs> yeah it's I, I i think you put it when you just said when you named basically the liberty starting lineup and you were like well what are you supposed to do about it like it's true and i think that's both series are very indicative of i know like both ace both aces and, and the liberties were making fun of the super team stuff like battle of the super like i think there's the uh asia wilson clip where she's like battle of the super teams and like making fun of the the, the media person who I, I don't, I, she's like interviewing on a broadcast. So I don't know who she was talking to, but like, it's true. Like these two teams are in essence, super teams. And there's just too much of both of them for anyone else. Like, Oh, Stewie, like you said, one game too. Like she, she was the one who was like, no, nah, we're, we're not going down to nothing. And then Laney was like, all right, I'm going to go off on game three. Like, don't forget about me. And then game four, John Quill Jones was like, I am not playing in game five. Like we are going to the (laughs) final today. And like, sometimes you just, when you're the son and only two people on the team could do that for you. Right. You would say two. Yeah. I think you could even make the case for it's just being one, but it's probably two. Like, then what are you supposed to do about that? There's nothing you could really do. And that's, 
basketball sometimes. Like, I know it's not some the most fun thing to see if you're like a neutral supporter or you want to see an underdog or something like that. But I feel like basketball is a sport where specifically it's so hard to like those upsets are so difficult because like there's just you can have an off day, but most people, most of these teams don't have five, you know what I mean? Where in a baseball series, a dude could just be like a pitcher could just throw eight scoreless. And you're like, well, you lost that one because what are you supposed to do? Or like a football game, you could, there's scheme, there's, it's different. Like that's a whole different ball game with the way that that's portrayed with schemes and everything. But basketball, even in the men and women's game, no matter what you're looking at, sometimes Brianna Stewart is just going to be the best player on the court. And then you, you, you lost, you know what I mean? Like, and, and she, and she did that throughout the season. Like she would drop like 40 and it's like, well, okay, that's three fourths of my other team of the other team's points. Like, what are you even supposed to do about that? And that's kind of what, this, even though the Liberty, I don't think have played particularly incredible in these playoffs, and we'll get to that when we preview the final. I think that it's like, oh, they could definitely win because they have that. They they also have that dog in them. <laughs> I mean, Alyssa Thomas got that triple double in Game Four, which exactly has like like any other situation, like oh, they're winning that, but you've got John Quill Jones who just was not losing that game. Like, there was no scenario in which John Quell Jones was allowing, like, she had four blocks, and Stewie had two. That's the other issue that you're running into with the Liberty, is, like, John Quell Jones and Stewie get up there and stop you. It's not just that they shoot, It's and it's not just that they rebound. They're, I feel like every single game, one or the two of them have, like, two, three, four, five blocks. And it's just, they're, yeah. they're they, at a certain point, say, no, no, we're not losing this one. Yeah, the... The, the the defensive performances for these teams are just incredible. And the Liberty are just, they could be a defensive juggernaut when they're all in. And that's so fun to see. And that final, that final play for Connecticut. When, when I texted you, this is going to be annoying to the last second. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was, but at the same time, what the hell happened there where they were like, we need three to tie this. Let's try and shoot for two. I guess, like, the uh, and one situation, but it just, like, go for three. Why did they pull, um, what's-her-face out? Hayes. Tiffany Hayes was, like, uh, lights out from three, and then they pull her when they need a three. It was such a weird, yeah, she saw three from three, five from three. I think it was, like, replaying the play in my head, I don't think the shot was there in any, like, they had a few places where they wanted to take the shot, one in the corner. One by the top of the key, ironically. Um, <laughs> I, I, I literally have my eyes closed, and I'm, like, staring at my ceiling trying to envision the play. And there was, like, no one open, so they were like, all right, drive, quick foul, hope they miss one, then you have another present. But they just – the Liberty defense, they just played it perfectly. Like, there was, no, there was nothing for them to do. What they should have done is just shot up a prayer and hoped. Yeah. Because even if, like, the way that the play – played out there was just no time left like the the entire liberty defense covered everyone who they needed to cover i can't remember who drove but it was like at that point even if she scored it was like half a minute left on the clock like so who cares yeah it was that that was certainly a series um and for some reason like 
A, I'm looking, and we'll again, we'll talk about this more later, but, like, I, of course I'm looking forward to the finals, but I feel like the finals games are going to be a different kind of, like, intense, where I'm not going to sit there and go, are they going to fucking blow this? Like, I'm going to sit there and be like, this is great. It's a ton of great, I mean, we've seen these two teams play great back-and-forth basketball this year. Um, we've also seen a lot of blowouts between these two teams, which is very interesting. I have no idea what these finals are going to look like. Um, but the yeah, Aces I'm curious, Liberty, too. It, it's it's going to be such a great series. Um, let's wrap this up. We'll put a bow on this and we'll come back with some, uh, discussion on the awards that have been given out. All right. And we're back. Uh, so last week they gave out, uh, MVP, uh, to Brianna Stewart. It, it was very close. It was exactly what you would anticipate. Stewie, A.T. Wilson, all really close. Stewie won by like five points or something like that. It was some really ridiculously close number. Um, we saw the results of tiered voting in this too, where Stewie got less first yes. place votes, but still won, which was made a lot of people upset. Um, I would, I would, I get it. You know, AT got more first place votes, but I think, I think you could see in the voting a philosophy that was either if, if you thought Alyssa Thomas was the best player in the league. You were voting her number one. But if you thought, well, it's got to be, they've got to have the best stats, she was number three. There was no, Thomas did not get a lot of number two votes, comparatively speaking. So, yeah. So, to to your point, I think that's also how it should have, like, how it makes sense to go down logically. Because let's say you're voting for Stewie or Asia. Like, are you going to put AT over the other one if you're already (laughs) voting for the other one? You know what I mean? Like, it makes sense to put her third or first, but it, or fourth or first. Yeah. Like it, mm. it's just weird. And this is why tiered voting is interesting. And someone gave Asia Wilson a fourth place vote. And I need <laughs> to know why, like, look, I'm happy Stewie won. I don't think I would have cared either way. Like I'm, obviously I'm more happy she won than I would have been kind of like upset if she lost in a way that's like, Oh man, but a player on my favorite team didn't win. But I would have logically understand it for the other three, but come on, a fourth place vote. <laughs> that I was, uh, the news came out. I was in the car on my way to see a movie and I was like, this is going to get announced while I'm driving. Cause unlike most other leagues, they don't give you a specific time. The news is going to come. It's out. just like you get a tweet. Like yeah, there's just it's a, like, it's just a random, <laughs> it's just like, Oh, uh, Brianna Stewart's MVP. And I was like, huh? And it's it's okay. not even like oh every single award happens around the same time each each day it's supposed to happen where like it's gonna be between one and two you know to look at your phone or look at Twitter or whatever where it'll be like this one came out at nine a.m. and this one's coming out at three p.m. and defensive player of the year is a week before it's supposed to <laughs> it's bizarre but that Asia Wilson fourth place vote is mind boggling especially. She, they put her, they put Chelsea Gray over her, which Chelsea Gray is fantastic. How do you look at the Aces and go, well, the most valuable person on this team isn't yeah. Asia Wilson, it's Chelsea That's Gray. also the thing. That's also the thing that doesn't make sense. Like, it's not even like someone picked a player from a different team. It's not like they said, like, oh, Satsu Sabali, like, all right, that, that's the third most. I, I would be like, okay, that's some, some dude who watched Dallas or some woman who watched Dallas for the entire year, and they were like, She's great. She deserves MVP um, recognition. I understand that. But this person watched the Aces and said Chelsea Gray <laughs> instead of Asia. And it just doesn't make sense to me. It, it's 
It's so funny. And so Wilson even gets that third place vote, right? Because first and third were separated by 13 votes, uh, points. Stewie and Wilson were 13 points apart, incredibly close. If Wilson gets that third place vote, then it's only 10 points. But it's still like, how do you look at your ballot? How do you look yourself in the mirror and go? I know, it's so weird. (laughs) And then, like, it's fun seeing who gets down ballot votes. You know, obviously, I I was really excited to see Satu Sabali come in fifth. Like, I thought she was going to be a little bit lower than that. But, like, Sabrina Ionescu and Courtney Vandersloot got fifth and sixth place votes. Aaliyah Boston got MVP votes, which well-deserved. She should have been. She should be on there somewhere. And, of course, you want to do the down ballot stuff. <laughs> that's fine. But that's third place is not down ballot. That, that's the top <laughs> of the ballot, my friend. That's, like, the stuff that we're talking about. We're talking about three people right now, you know? And, obviously, it wouldn't have changed anything. So, does it really matter? It's more just, like, LOL, okay. Like, thanks, buddy. It, it's so – it's such an interesting, like, group – for the top of that. And we've talked about this before, but like, well, not on this podcast because it's the first episode. It's really hard for me to be like, well, we've talked about this while we've recorded before, but we weren't recording. Yeah, we, we technically did in the, in the <laughs> um, test run. Yeah. <laughs> but like, there is, there's three very different like narratives at play for each, each yeah. player where it's not just like most of the time, like we, we're both, we're both MLB. We both like baseball. Um, Mookie Betts and Ronald Acuna generally have like the same narrative where they're just both really good at baseball and just Ronald Acuna has more stolen bases. Like that's kind of the, the narrative there for the two players. Like they're both really great. Um, like Stewie had the, I mean, a, her stats are incredibly close to Wilson. Wilson has the edge on her in a few cases. Stewie has the edge on Wilson in a few cases. Um, but Stewie took New York from a seven seed last year to a two seed this year. And, and of course you add in JJ and you add in Courtney Vandersloot. But when the first three to four weeks of the season, the team wasn't really clicking. Stewie was just carrying them. She was just putting up yeah. 30 and 40 points and making it so they'd win those games. Um, Alyssa Thomas sort of kept Connecticut in that top three of the, the league after JJ got traded and Brianna Jones got hurt and it, you know anyone else on that like team Like people thought they see they people were like they're going to be whatever. Like people wrote them off. Yeah. in the beginning of the season and they I don't want to say pushed the Liberty but that was a damn good series they played against the Liberty. Yeah. A few bounces another direction and there's <laughs> a game 5 they might have even won, you know? Yeah. Like that wasn't it was it was close. It was closer than 3-1 indicates. Yeah. And Asia Wilson has the sort of one of the the more classic MVP narratives of best player on the best team, which unless you are the yep. one person who voted for Chelsea Gray, very clearly she was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then they also all three have like interesting cases against them where so again, Asia Wilson has like a very classic MVP loss narrative of like voter fatigue where people say, well, we just gave it to her last year. We don't need to do that again. And the aces were as good as advertised. Now you can argue that Asia Wilson put in a lot more effort there once Candace Parker got hurt, because I think once Candace Parker got hurt, they could have slipped a little bit more. Um, but it, it, they, she wasn't, it wasn't, I think if they had won like 37 games or 38, like if they had really pushed a limit on what a team could do, like it looked like they were going to do at the start of the season. I think at that point, Wilson runs away with it. Just because, like, 
if you're winning 38, 37 out of 40 games, like, <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Um, Alyssa Thomas got a ton of double, double, triple doubles, but like her individual stats weren't really close to, to Stewie or, or, or Asia. It was just a bunch of narrative on how she carried the team through that. Um, and Stewie kind of had a bad, not bad, but like she stumbled towards the end of the season and the stats were really close for Wilson. So you could say, well, Asia Wilson looked better at the end of the year than, than Stewie did. And in my mind, that's the last thing I remember. Yeah. And also as I've gotten older, obviously I'm not like a million years old, but as I've gotten older, (laughs) I've kind of seen, I used to be like MVP should be the best player. And it doesn't matter if they win zero games with the, the, the guy or the girl, whoever it is, goes completely crazy, they're the MVP. I think MVP is more of a narrative and story of the season-based award than kind of we give it credit for. I think this is a good example of that. Stewie signed in New York, completely facelifted the franchise. Like, the franchise is a completely different animal from the day before she signed. I guess not really, because it was kind of rumored for like a year. But (laughs) think, think about what the Liberty used to be. And think about what they are now. Like the Liberty were, obviously they were an original team and then they they went to the finals in 2002. And then like they had weird stuff with Dolan and they were kicked out of the MSG to play in Westchester and then they got sold. And it's just been like a mess for them. Like it has not been a good franchise for a long time. And Stewie signs and a lot of that has nothing to do with the Liberty itself. I guess some some of it does because the new owners are trying to really make it legitimate, but she comes home and now they're the second, the second best team or the best team in the league, depending on how you want to talk about it. And the the floor for them is two, right? Asia Wilson is probably the best player. Like right now had the best season, but it's a little boring. (laughs) And Alyssa Thomas is like, they would not be here without her. So I think it's similar not to bring up baseball again, but when Aaron Judge won MVP over Otani last year, I was like, yes, Aaron Judge was the MVP. He hit 10,000 home runs. You know what I mean? And like Otani, he was the better player, but it's just when you thought about the baseball, the 2022 baseball season, you thought about Aaron Judge just like this year. When you think about the 2023 baseball season, we're going to think about Shohei before he got hurt. Like, it was just a different vibe. And I think Stewie, there was something about, as long as she was as good as the rest of them like this, she was, I kind of, hindsight kind of hit hit me with this. Like, of course she won. Like, she came to New York City and transformed a franchise. Asia Wilson stayed in the place that she just won MVP at, and they just got better. And while that's a, if you want to just do the nuts and bolts voting, she wins, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's not what – necessarily is what it is. And there's an alternate reality where the, the nuts and bolts is what matters more and who cares. I would understand that. And I kind of – going into the vote, I thought Asia Wilson was going to win because I was looking at the numbers and I was like, she was just kind of kind of better a little bit. Yeah. Like she edges her on little things. She was the best player on the best team, like you said. They – set the single season wins record. They were runner ups in the, and and even, okay. Another point is, is the Liberty won their first with the commissioner commissioners cup question. Mark? Yes. Is, 
is it the yes. commissioner's cup? Commissioner's I always cup, forget yeah. what it's called. <laughs> um, because I, I like have like soccer brain where all the cups change names all the time and I never know what they are. I'm just like, that's the league cup. I just, that's all I call it. But like, that's the first piece of hardware this, this league is, this, this team is, this franchise has ever won. And Stewie was the star. You know, it's kind of, when you look at the narrative, I, I kind of think MVP is a narrative based award where other things are like the scoring title is the scoring title. There's no narrative. If I'm on an 0-15 in in, in team, but I score 40 points a game, I'm going to win the scoring title. It doesn't matter. But that doesn't mean I'm MVP. I don't know. That's just kind of how I think of it now. No, I think I think the, the narrative thing makes a lot of sense. And I mean, after that, after after she won, right? Like the, the way that they broke the news themselves, the team, was that video with Teresa Weatherspoon narrating it and, and talking about Stewie. And there is sort of this sense that the franchise has changed maybe forever. Like this might be the, we can't, we don't know. This is the first year of this. We, we don't even know if she's coming back next year. Odds are probably yes, given the way that everyone around the team is talking about the team. Um, but the, the way that there's sort of this emotion and this feeling around what Stewie's arrival did for this team, because the JJ trade happened first. We, the Liberty got, John Quell Jones before Stewie could even put legally, you know, or or in the rules yeah. of, of WBA could put pen to paper. This the John Quell Jones trade happened. And that changed the franchise. But I think there's something to bringing someone who is from New York, is considered at most times one of the two or three best players in basketball, it, women's basketball, and um is means so much to the to the surrounding areas really because there's as, just as many Yukon fans around here as there are up in Connecticut That's true. and That's true. she immediately out the gate her first game in Barclays scores 45 points is is was if they played her a little bit more in that fourth quarter I have no doubt that she breaks that score, score, 50, yeah. score right. yeah it just it it was a narrative that I think that there was a sense of emotion to her success and you could see you kind of felt the whole team sort of lift in the way that she very clearly has made I mean she had the connections with Sloot and JJ before but like has very clearly made a very strong connection with Sabrina and with uh, Lainey and with the whole team I mean you see the whole team talk about her and it's like you know she is the hero it's there's definitely I think a narrative there that I I think got lost in the shuffle of the Alyssa Thomas narrative because that's a great that is such a great narrative but Stewie has her own story of of the sort of face that she has given this franchise now I agree and also I was just thinking about this while you said this if you take this exact well the same stat lines but put it next year let's say Brianna Stewart resigns put it next year I don't think she wins MVP you know no I think yeah. someone else does because all that stuff is gone. You know, yeah. the, the face of the, fr- like she, it's, she's already been the face of the, she already is. We know this already. Yeah. We know that she's, she's transformed the franchise because it already has been transformed with at the very least a final runner up, you know, yeah. they're gonna. And honestly, like you said, we don't really, really know if she responds. I'd be surprised. Uh, I think the whole point of what they're doing and, people around the team taking pay cuts is to do that. We'll see. But 
like Asia Wilson had the narrative last year with the aces are like, Oh my God. Wow. This team is incredible. This is one of the best teams ever, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> that narrative, you can't, you, it, it, it only, it runs out of steam when it's the second year in a row. And then probably will be a true again next year when they're probably the best team or the second best team in the league next year, depending on how you want to talk about it. So yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, I think it's, I think it's more of a story of the season based thing and i think the story of the season were always the aces versus the liberty and the liberty beat the aces more times than they didn't when they played each other stewie was good for most she was stewie for most of the season took a middling playoff team that was like a scrappy little team and then everyone was like oh they're gonna get destroyed and then they lost and who cares but they took she took that into being this and everyone's like this team's going to the final and February and here we are, you know. So, yeah, I mean, last year the the playoff narrative for the Liberty was literally Sabrina Ionescu at one point saying, "Why can't we win the first round?" And then to have that change into, "Of course we're going to the finals," is really a stark difference. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of the Aces Liberty final, let's take a short break and then we'll come back and we'll uh, wrap the show up with a little bit of discussion on the uh, inevitable series. Okay, and we're back. So the Aces and Liberty, the final that was uh, that was known to that came to be that everyone knew was going to come to be. Um, who who do you think wins this? Because I don't think it's that simple of an answer. So, if we're going to factor in how the rest of the playoffs have gone, which I don't really know how else to talk about it, I think the Aces have looked better over the course of these playoffs. Than the Liberty have. So I would lean aces just for that particular reason. That doesn't mean I don't think, I think it is going to go as long as like, I think it's going to be, what is it? Seven or five. I can't remember five. off the top of my head. Yeah. I think it's going to go five. Uh, I would be shocked if it ends before five, just because the, they're evenly matched, but I would lean aces. As a unit, they've been there before, which I know is cliche, but it's true. This Liberty unit has not been there before for some of the, for, for Laney and Inescu. And I think that's it. I can't remember who else has been to a final on their team, but like it's new for them. This is a new, this is a brand new ball game for them. And not to say that. That it, I think it matters in a small sense. I don't think it matters in a huge sense because it's everyone's first time to be a playoff performer, and then you do it, and then you're a playoff performer forever. You know, like Laney wins Finals MVP, and then now she's like, now she's like a, a playoff performer, and that's the label she's going to have for the rest of her life. You know what I mean? So it's kind of cliche in that regard because it it doesn't she doesn't have a chance to prove it until she has a chance to prove it, but. I think the Aces have a little more experience. I think they're a little bit better, even though the Liberty have beaten them. Maybe not better. I think the front line, the top line is a little better. We're going to talk about the depth, which is the middle line, which is the Aces are definitely not better. But <laughs> I think if the Liberty win, it's because they out-depth them, where they just, the Aces just run out of gas. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really torn on this, because... The realist in me says you're probably right. The Aces win, and the the, the doom and gloom Met fan in me says the Liberty are never going to win this. Um, 
<laughs> just that's how my mentality goes. I assume going into every game that the team I like is gonna lose, and then it's a fun surprise. Um, but it, yeah, I, I, you're right. Their top line performers, Asia Wilson is a little bit better than Stewie. It's close, but I think Asia time, Wilson's the best player in the league. Like, yes, like I straight. Agree. I think if you if you would rank them. I think I would put her one, and I don't really have to think that hard about it. And yeah. I think that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. But she, I think, and I think you've said this before, you said this before, and, and we'll get into this in a, a little bit, the depth is going to be an issue. Um, their players have been playing a lot in these playoffs. Um, not that the Liberty players haven't, but also, you know, the Liberty can afford to sub in someone below their sixth player and not have that be a disaster. Um you know, I think I, in this league, it's really hard to be a back-to-back winner. If any team's going to do it, it's going to be the Aces. Like, I, I don't think that they're, they're that, that dooms them, but it's really tough. And I think you're seeing, you know, Laney's never been this before. Sabrina's been there before. Sabrina's never been there before. Uh, Laney, with the lights on her during these playoffs, has only gotten... It's been incredible. Better. Yes. So, it's been incredible. I would not be surprised if that's the difference maker here because she is insane. This, I mean, as a player, I mean, I've loved her since she came to the Liberty, but she is only getting better and she's so good on both sides of the ball. I mean, she is, it's, it's amazing to watch her. And I think Sabrina really likes playing the aces. Like, I think that there is a, a part of her that really likes that sort of idea of of playing the aces she's always looked really good this season in the liberty aces games um and she'll be defended by kelsey plum which is like you know the trying to you know the defense is swiss cheese at that point not to say sabrina Inescu is a good defender either they're gonna out bad defend each other um yes it, it, it's gonna be close it's gonna i think you're right it's gonna go five games um i would love it if the liberty won in four because i do have tickets to game four um <laughs> but it's it, it's going to be such a fun series that I think does I I think it's going to come down to like the players on the outskirts like I think we know what Asia and Stewie and JJ and Chelsea Cray, Gray can do but I think it's going to come down to like Jackie Young and Betnaja Laney like I think that's what's going to happen here I think it's going to come down to those players where it's the players who aren't your first or second thought when you see the team but are going to by virtue of not being the first or second thought find a way to win it yeah I wouldn't be surprised and that's kind of and also like I talked about like Sabrina like she didn't play in multiple final fours at Oregon it's not like she doesn't know the spotlight (laughs) you know like but it's different but yeah, honestly, I think that's what I feel like. That's what all these game finals comes down to. When you get down to like the really good teams, it, it's sometimes it is the maybe Stewie just scores forty three times, and it's <laughs> like, well, okay. But also, most of the time, she's not going to because Asia's going to be on her, or yeah. because a, because a really good team is going to focus her focus their attention on her. So then, Laney has to score, or Johannes has to score, or you know what I mean, or Sloot has to have like thirteen assists or something like. There's so many different things that need to happen on the back end where I think if the Aces have a downfall, it's that they just don't have those players. Like, they just yeah. don't exist on their roster. <laughs> and Go ahead. Can you, win a, uh, can you win a final going 
seven deep in your rotation, <laughs> it's not easy. Luckily for the Aces, they've played the minimum amount of games so far, which is why I really wanted the Wings to take them to like five, because then yeah. you kind of just get get more tread on the tires. Not like they haven't played a whole season this way. It's the tread is already on the tires, but and I think that's why the 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 Liberty were able to like figure them out a little bit during the regular season and beat them a few times because it's just when you have that level of depth that you're able to throw at them, it's hard for a team with so little of it. They're going to have to go deeper into their bench than they want to in order to keep up. And uh, it's just, that's where you have to win those minutes. Like every time those minutes are on the floor, you have to win them. There's just no, if you don't win them, you're probably not winning the game. And the reason why, the aces win more than they lost than, than, than they lose is they win the their main minutes by so much that it really doesn't matter what happens. But when you're as matched up as the Liberty and the Aces are, yeah, you don't it, win them. You don't win those minutes that way. Yeah, it's it's something it, like I think, and I said this with the Sun series too. It's gonna come down to like Kayla Thornton because like. If you're talking about, like, the sixth player, the Liberty's sixth player that they probably consider to be their sixth player is Maureen Johannes. But then Kayla Thornton is their seventh player, and the and she, the Aces' seventh player is Kirsten Bell, who is not... Uh, listen, I'm glad that she's making money playing basketball, but I don't think anyone is going to say that she is anywhere close to as good as Kayla Thornton. Having seen, I mean, five wow. Aces-Liberties game on top of watching other Aces game, you know, and then at that point, you're you're you've got to win the minutes of Steph Dolson versus Kayla George, which I think the the Liberty can win that because Steph's been a little hot recently, and and then you're looking at whoever versus Sid Colson and and whoever else they have on their bench. I genuinely don't even know the people they have on their bench because they're never in the game. I know Sid Colson because she's funny on Twitter. Like that's not good. They they have like three. CND is like not playing coaches' decisions like every week, like not not every week, every game. That's hard to sustain. It's just it is, and if any team could do it, it is the Aces, who are the most talented team in the league. So, and well, in the in the in the top ends, they are the most talented top end team in the league. So, if any team could figure that out, it's them. But because I'm 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 trying to I'm pulling up the box score as I do this right now for their last game where it's just they just don't they 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 go seven deep every game and that's so hard to i just don't know how you i don't know how you overcome that unless you just get asia wilson going crazy which could happen like that's it more than possible in the realm of possibilities I also, I, I'm also, you know, we, you said that the, the Aces have looked better these playoffs, and they have, but I think that there's also something to be said about the level of competition these two teams have faced, where the I Aces was thinking first, about that, too. I was after the, the Aces' first team with the Sky. Series, yeah. Yeah, and then the they played the Wings, who were very good offensively, but we've talked about it. They're not very good defensively, so they really didn't have a ton of, of you know, attack when they're trying to score. These, Liberty had to go up against the Mystics, who were, like, at as full strength as the mystics could be at that point and the sun who really took them to it because they were the three seed and they were pretty good i mean even like defensively they're great the sun so i I, i'm curious to see how this plays out i think i'm i'm gonna 
I'm going to hope dict a little bit here. And I'm going to say, I think the Liberty went in five. I think that it's going to get to that game five. And I think the Liberty are going to refuse to lose. And I think that's going to, I think, not that the Aces don't have the, the people to do that either. Chelsea Gray can just refuse to lose and just beat the shit out of you. But I think that the Liberty are just going to refuse to lose that game. And I think the series MVP is going to be Laney. I think Laney's going to can finish this outstanding playoff run with a finals MVP. I can see that. I think if the Liberty win, it'll be John Cole Jones as an MVP. Yeah. Uh, because she's been really lights out in these playoffs. And she's one of those players who, if you want to talk about taking over a game, she can do that. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's hard to predict. I still think I take the the aces. I think the Liberty, and I'm saying that as like, I don't even want to say 60-40 because that feels too, 60-40 feels too big. (laughs) It feels like more like 55, I almost want to say like 51-49. Like, it feels like a push, (laughs) almost. If It feels like as even as possible just because they're so, both of them are so good. They Went two and two against each other in the regular season, notwithstanding the Commissioner's Cup final. They were neck and neck all year. The Liberty had a very close fighting chance in the number one seed, which this is all, all probably a whole different podcast if they were the number one seed because they probably don't lose a game either. So then we're talking about it in a different way because I think the Liberty could have swept the sky. I mean, the uh, oh, wings very easily. They would have they, they would have swept the sky for yeah. sure. But yeah. like the. The Liberty, like you said, their 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 level of competition has been so high that I don't know if it's going to burn them out quicker because they've been playing hard games for weeks, or if they're going to be like we're in the zone, like we're ready for this and we're ready to come out come out here and win our first championship as a franchise. Where the Aces, I don't want to say coasted because nobody coasts in the playoffs. These are all professional athletes; they have not coasted. I'm not saying that, but it was easier for them. These games were not hard. For the most part. Game three of the last series for them was hard, but it was hard because they were just missing shots. Like, it's it's a different vibe. And I, I'm curious to see if one matters, if it matters at all. Yeah. Because the Aces know what the vibe... They, they know how it yeah. goes. They know yeah. what what to do. Yeah. I I also think you mentioned the, the thing about the uh, the team that's never won the championship. I think... I think that's going to play into their mentality a little bit too, especially for someone like Stewie, who's from the area, you know, upstate New York, but still New York. Um, They've never won. And I think that they all are acutely aware of that. Now that can be a good thing where it really motivates them. That could be a bad thing where they push it a little too much and they, and you know, they, they play a little bit sloppy trying to play too good but i i do think that that is going to feed into their mentality the aces are playing to be the first team to go back to back since the early 2000s Liberty are just trying to win one damn it and i i think the emotions are going to run really high in this series for both sides oh yeah i was just about to say that this is about this is about to be chippy (laughs) yeah those (laughs) those games between them in august where like Asia Wilson's trying to fight Kayla Thornton at one point. This is going to be a series. All five games are going to be must-see TV. Especially because, like you said, there's the history's there. Where it seems like... I don't want to say don't like each other because I feel like that's a little harsh. But these... I think everyone on the court and everyone in the back rooms involved in the teams, 
they knew that this is kind of what it was supposed to be. And those games during the regular season felt like this is the preview. Like, remember all of this. And I think the Liberty blowing them out in the Commissioner's Cup final, doing a really good job with them in the regular season, they're not going to be they're not going to be intimidated by this Aces team where if the Aces came out and beat them all four times and we're kind of like, you know, we're still the big dogs here. The Liberty could be like, we've, we have a three, two lead on you. That's five games. That's a series win. You know, like yeah. there's ways where you can motivate yourself in that regard. And I don't think that, I think the Liberty know that they, they could win because of course they can. If you make it to the finals, you could win the finals in almost any sport, unless it's a total fluke. And honestly, mm-hmm. that doesn't really happen. Like, if you make it this far, you're good enough to win three out of five games to win a to win a championship. But we'll see. We'll see if the experience matters. We'll see if both teams have that dog in them. The, the dog factors are going to be out of this world. It's going to be a really good series. I think it's also going to be good for the league. Like the league probably really wanted this. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> the yeah. league is. There's... The league was probably like, please. Yeah, they were. They got real mad at Connecticut Sun after that game. Yeah, they they're were probably like, like Connecticut. Never chill. again. <laughs> Connecticut, like, like we love you, Connecticut, but chill out. Like we have <laughs> ESPN ad time to run, and we need it a certain way. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. I'm glad that we're starting this podcast just in time to talk about it because I mean, by the time we record next week, there will have been one game played. This is a really weird schedule. Sunday, yeah, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. Like, what do we... It, you have plenty of time between each game. Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday. Then you have 48 hours to travel across the country. And It's big NBA vibes. <laughs> NBA does weird shit like this all the time with their finals. Their playoffs take, like, three months. I'm like, dude, please. Like, relax. I understand that it's a basketball's a tough game. And you know, you want to give people breaks. And, like, LeBron James is a 1,000 years old. So you really <laughs> want to make sure that he's healthy for these games when he's in the playoffs which is almost all the time, but I get it. But also like, come on, you can speak like I'm, I'm the, I'm the judge Judy gift tapping my wrist and banging on the table. Like I want to watch the games also. Like these are the, these are the games that I want to watch more than other games. So let's go. And like that 48 hours between game four and five is really weird to me where like, I don't know that the league is letting them do charter flights. Like they've been really weird about that during the playoffs. So what are they like? Do they have any idea how they're getting to and from the games? It's, it's weird that we're talking about this about a professional sport. I don't know that these players know, ever know how they're getting to and from games. Yeah, I have no clue. I have no clue. And it's going to be hilarious. Like you're, <laughs> it's, it's like both teams are going to be like, come on. It's no advantage for anyone because both teams got to travel. It's going to be like, come on. Yeah. Like, what is this? No. Yeah. All right, so I think we should wrap it up there, and uh, you know, next week we'll have our we'll have our hands full with a lot of discussion. Uh, is there anything you want to add, Thomas? No, just excited to do WNBA posting because the league needs more posters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. I've I've been on these streets; they're not great. Um, all right, thanks everyone for listening to Top of the Key episode one. Hopefully. Um, and uh, hopefully next week will be episode two and not episode one for the third time.